This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl. We're back. It is New Year's and uh, we're here. Happy New Year. I know. It feels like it's been forever. It does, but it is glad. I am glad to be back. I am too. Can you imagine? uh, Okay, it's been a minute. uh, Can you imagine all the things that need to be fixed out there? Oh, there's all kinds of things piled up on us. Right. The phone is ringing. That's right. 877-MPB. Ring that's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. If you want to ask a question about DIY or anything else that's going on, fix it one hundred one at mpbonline.org is the email, which we will be getting to in just a little bit. We got several of them that came through the holidays. How is everybody this morning? Pam, you go ahead and answer first. Now you're the lady of the show. Oh well, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's nice to go Sorry, first. Jeff. Well, at least you didn't call me old. <laughs> no, I've already Jeff done did that. this morning. Yeah. Jeff so, did that already. But I was talking about myself. <laughs> right, so right. Let's clarify that. You are six months older than me. Uh-oh. I heard that. Yeah. So so what did you do? Did you have a good holiday? Did you have to fix anything? Oh, there's a list. Yeah? <laughs> it's a big, long list. I disassembled my front-load washing machine. I thought about you whenever I wow. did that. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to do. Well, <laughs> it wasn't draining. <laughs> Yeah, it made me really mad. So I thought, oh, I'll just take all the scres out. Right, yeah. So I did. Did you take a picture of all the screws before I, you took them I out? I did. I actually, I learned that, that that's very important, and I took Is there any apart. spare parts left? <laughs> right. How many screws are left? Yeah. I've got a cup of screws. Right. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't need them. I didn't need need those those anyway. Right. Um, well, good. And I'm. I'm uh, did you get it fixed? No. No. <laughs> it's just sitting there, bro. I just went to the big box store and bought me another one. There you well, go. That's what they were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, those CCU boards, the it had gone out and you know, I can replace that for 400 bucks or I can put that toward a new one. That's so. uh, you know, that's been here on the show here. That's been well, mentioned when Timmy was here is that if you have a dishwasher and let's say that dishwasher costs $300 and you lose the control board for the dishwasher, you don't have a dishwasher. You know, I think, and and I personally think that these appliances are built um, by design that way to, to, to be somewhat disposable. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I'm not saying they're getting cheaper. Our appliances are getting better. They're getting more advanced. It does more things for you. But I don't think we're building them. Back in the day, in the '60s, like the Maytag man, you know, this thing, yeah, yeah, this thing runs for 200 years. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're, I don't think, I don't we're think that's our that focus anymore. now. Mm-hmm. I think our focus is more convenience, and yeah, this thing's going to wear out in five years, and the prices come down. Well, right. and yeah. if you notice, they'll stack a lot of features on top of it, yep. which are, uh, and people like the new features, but those are the things that break. Exactly. Quickest, you know, the I mean, soonest. Hey, you you take my truck. I, I've got an F one fifty. It has more bells and whistles, and and <laughs> and that stuff's going to break. Yeah, but it's still just a truck. <laughs> Absolutely right. Right. All right. So, um, so what did you do over the holiday, Jeff? I saw you got some hunting in. We did. We mm-hmm. we had a great hunt. We left the day after Christmas and went to a little town in Alabama and. Um, Killed a couple bucks and some does and bobcat and nice. just had a great time. Uh, spent time with with my boys and and uh, just a little getaway. It was, it was a lot of fun. Good for you. Well, uh, I can tell you, I was thinking over the the holiday what kind of issues had happened 
over the holiday that I had to fix that I could write down and remember, okay, when I get on Fix It 101, I got I have to remember to mention this. So I do have one, okay? I have one. Now, do um, we have talked about the evil appliance on this show. The evil appliance is called a garbage disposal. That's an evil <laughs> appliance. It should not have been invented. <laughs> yeah. And all it does is goof up plumbing. So the, I agree. The, yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, uh, we, we have one in our home, just like a lot of folks. And my wife was trying to use it very close to Christmas there. She turned it on and it just, it hummed, but it yeah. didn't move. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving this, I'm saying this now as a tip. I want you to remember this. A lot of folks, when they get a new garbage disposal, there's a thing in there. Uh, and it's in the shape of an L. That's an Allen wrench. Okay? Keep that. It's inside the box. They give it to you. Here's the deal. A glass had broken mm. on my counter. Row, row. And the glass, uh, a, a piece of the glass had fallen into the garbage disposal and stopped everything from moving. Wow. And when she turned that on, it just yep. it didn't move. So I remembered... The little uh, L-shaped wrench, which is just a large Allen wrench, inside the uh, inside the package of the garbage disposal, and you can use an Allen wrench of any sort as long as it's the right size. But you take that Allen wrench, and there's a little thing in the bottom of the disposal, and you insert the Allen wrench in there, and you just turn it back and forth. And what happened was, I dislodged that piece of glass. It started working. Everything's fine again. Here Congratulations. We go. Instead of calling an appliance person <laughs> the day after Christmas for eight hundred dollars, yep. you know. Oh, can I tell my story about that? About the garbage disposal? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, this is so funny. So when I was a new home inspector, I'm inspecting a house and I turned on the dishwasher and went into the back part of the house and the homeowner was there. And he comes screaming at me. He goes, there's water all over my kitchen floor. What'd you do? And I said, I just turned on the dishwasher. I said, what have you done? He said, well, uh, I put in a garbage disposal sure the did. other day. And I was like, well, uh, you forgot to take the plug out. sure did. Right. So yep. you need to clean up your water. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a, uh, if you if you do install a uh, a garbage disposal, there's a thing in there that uh, kind of holds everything back from working. So you got to get Well, the that. reason it's there. Uh, is everyone does not have a dishwasher. Right. So if you don't have a dishwasher, obviously you're not going to knock that plug out or right. you're going to have water running everywhere. That's a good point. And don't knock point. the plug out if you don't have a dishwasher. No, yeah, that's <laughs> what I tried to say. <laughs> right. I, I, maybe it came out wrong. Okay, so did anybody get any good gadgets for Christmas? Uh, thoughts, ideas? No. Did I get a gadget? What did I get? I got a drum. A, a drum? A drum? Like yeah. to beat? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use it in home maintenance. But <laughs> right, right. Okay. A drill bit oh, thing. Oh, I did. He got me a... He got me a thing. It's uh, you put it onto your drill, and it's um, it's hard to describe, but you can bend it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. yeah and, and go so it'll everywhere. go up into different. Yes. So is it going a Dremel or is it going a drill? No, it goes on a on a drill. Yeah, on an electric screwdriver. You these know. are great for when you just cannot get your hand back exactly. in there. Exactly. Get the angle. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. I wanted to, uh, before we go to break, I wanted to talk about something real quick. I got this, uh, I wanted to say email, but it's not an email. I got a, a, a package in the mail for Fix It 101 during the break when we were out. And it, this is what I would like for you to hear. I'm going to read this verbatim. Now, I want to say, and I'll give this to Java to put a picture online of this, but we were sent a magazine which looks to be as if it's from somewhere in the 60s. 
called Simplified Electrical Wiring. It was put out by Sears. <laughs> the price of it was for 50 cents, and it tells you how you can completely wire your home <laughs> yourself. Um, <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. And, and you should never, ever use this. But it's an amazing book if you actually look at it. If you look at it, it actually has wiring diagrams that are very sound and strong. But it did give you this entire book to to wire your your home yourself. So, well, uh, and I, you know, Pam, and you can elaborate on this, but the actual principles behind electricity has not changed. No, well, we're still carrying. Uh, a current from point A to point B mm-hmm. and back to a switch. Well, mm-hmm. the thing about the so, not changing yeah. is the same too. Is that is that lay people get bitten by electricity? Exactly. So, yeah. Now our why our components have changed, obviously. Right. But the principle behind it has not. It's changed. It's still a circuit. That's right. right. They just don't get the white wires and the black wires right. right. All right. So here's the letter that went along with that. Dear Jason, Jeff, and Pam, really enjoy your shows with your sound advice and great sense of humor. Wait a second, this was the wrong show. All right. Uh, recently, my husband and I bought a house in Hattiesburg that was built in 1975, which are uh, uh, we're bringing it up to date. It's in good shape structurally, as confirmed by our building inspector. However, there have been some interesting electrical challenges. So I appreciate your show the uh, week before last on electrical issues. Fortunately, my husband is a talented and experienced DIY man, but he has encountered some odd wiring with ceiling fixtures and wall switches. I found this booklet from 1969 that provided a few clues to the strange wiring. Cool. So he saw some weird wiring and then went and found a book that matched the wiring so he could know what was going on. That's pretty cool. Um, The approach of, yes, you can do all your wiring yourself, even in your barn, with the help of Sears, cracked me up. It also explained why we may be encountering these electrical issues. Thought you all might like get a laugh out of it, and maybe it is a candidate for the historical fix-it Library. There you go. There you go. So this person, it says, keep up the great work. This person, uh, Joe, has just made a new thing for us, the Historical Fix-It Library. And this will be the first book that goes into it. So there you go. All right. uh, You know, we're going to take a real quick break. And uh, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio. Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks and Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're going to go to one of those emails right this moment. Okay. You guys ready for the first email of the year? Bring it on. All right. Let's bring it on. Recently... Moved into a home, I recently moved into a home with vinyl wood look flooring. Uh, 
In several spots, the edge of the strip is slightly elevated. Is there a problem? Um, <laughs> that slightly elevated, uh, sometimes if it gets really bad, is called peaking. And, and it has to do with moisture. Uh, if it's if you're saying it's a wood look flooring, if it's a few years old, it would have been made of of a certain type of wood that, when moisture is added to it, expands huge. It's like it's it's not unlike you know uh, stuff you would buy at the store and assemble at your home. Yeah, it would depend. Like if it's that snap in stuff and then it gets in those joints, it'll do that. Yeah, right. So it's a wood-looking floor. Is is there a fix for that? So he's saying it's not necessarily. It's a vinyl floor. It's not a wood floor. Right. But I'm thinking that if it is vinyl, it could not have grown in size. The vinyl doesn't grow with water. Not in the same way. No, but it's, man, those are so hard to diagnose without actually looking at it and, you know, the possibility of uh, some glue. It, it could be a glue issue, and maybe is it a floating floor? Did it get wet? I mean, there's so is it conventional many, foundation? Right. Is it there's a slab? There's so many different variables. Yeah, because um, if it gets on a if you're on a slab and you didn't put any type of barrier underneath mm-hmm. there, that could cause it. If you're right. on conventional and you don't have anything underneath it, I mean, it's just right. Um, and if you've ever seen one of those floors after. Water has penetrated it like a flood of some sort. That's that's all it looks like. It's a bunch and, of cups and and two. You know, there's different grades of that floor. Oh yeah, we, oh, we've yeah. said it many many times. You can you can spend ninety nine cents or you can spend two dollars and get a good one. So, yeah, and you know, I had a client one time, uh, and Jeff, you've probably seen this where they've got a wood floor and it starts doing that. It starts buggling. They were on a conventional foundation, and I went over there. And somebody had gotten the bright idea of putting insulation yep. under that floor with the paper on the wrong side. Yep. And when they took that insulation down, it was soaking wet. It was just holding the water up yeah. against that floor. So remember, folks, when you go to put your insulation on the bottom floor, there is a way that it goes. Okay. All right. Aaron's on the line. And uh, Preston, is that where we're doing? We're not there yet. Okay. Aaron, are you with us? Yes. All right. What's going on, sir? Um, my question was actually for the contractor. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a contractor and do paint and remodeling myself. And I've been having these moments where I stay so busy that I, I just work, 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 work. And then I don't have any work to do for a couple months. And I was curious as how, uh, how you got your name out or how you stayed busy. You know, I'm sure you're pretty successful being on the show. Um, oh, he's a wild success being on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron, are you are you from are you from Jackson? Uh, no, I'm actually from uh, Preston. I, I live okay. I born raised in Preston. Okay, hey, I, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what I did. I joined my local. Um, uh, Home, Home Builders, Builders Association. I got very, very active in that. I was president of our local uh, chapter. Uh, I joined our Rotary Club. I joined every single um, club or group, association, whatever you want to call it, that had anything to do with housing. And um, to be quite honest with you, I met a lot of people that way. 
And um, hey, you know, uh, it, hey, Aaron, he's he's throwing a lot of stuff at you right now. Let me tell you, first time I met him, he brought me a bottle of meat, oh, yeah. meat tenderizer. Sure. So that's how he got in the door. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, the, if I can give you any advice at Bribery. all, it, it is get involved in in whatever. You know, and so. I would even recommend getting involved in the realtor associations. Sure, because realtors are always looking for realtors contractors are always passing to off work for punch something. lists. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Aaron, that's a good idea. Your local realties uh, realty association. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, I've done business cards, and I got a Facebook business page, and. And like I said, I mean, I, I get busy. I get really busy. But then, you know, there's moments where I don't do nothing. And uh, I remember. It's really, yeah. It gets really hard trying to figure out how you're going to pay bills off and not working at all. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> All right, man, get out there, and remember to get on to, uh, Java Mention. Hey, uh, make sure to get your name on places like Angie's List and stuff like that, yeah. any local contractors. Go to the big box stores. Get in there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Aaron. We appreciate it. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can uh, email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. There's a a couple of things that we wanted to talk about this week. One of those were basic skills. Uh, One of the things that Java and I talk about. For the new year, having some basic skills, things that you want to know how to do but not know how to do. One of the things that uh, is brought up on our list here is... I hate saying this because it always makes people giggle. It's like a science class when talking about planets. All right. How to find a stud. So, <laughs> no, but really. Okay. How to find a stud. There's like a, a several different a ways to do this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but how to find a stud. There's some great ways to do oh, this. Yeah. I knew it. So I knew the show's really come down to <laughs> it. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> So so there's a couple of ways to do this, and the reason why you do this, and the reason why even lay people need to know how to find the stud in the wall, is that some days you might want to hang a picture or something, or a mirror, yeah. or something of or substance. Yeah, something of some weight to right, it. That you if need. you can get to that uh, wood member mm-hmm. behind that sheetrock, is is very helpful. So there you go. It's like a uh, one of the things you can do, and I found this last year. You know, you can get really tech with a stud finder. Yep. You know, you can get really crazy with it. But there is one below that on the shelf below that. You see that really super bad ninety dollar stud finder? Mm-hmm. There's one below that. It's usually yellow. It's a big magnet, and that's all you need. Uh, if you get that magnet, put it up there. It'll find where the screws went into or yep. the nails went into the, uh, the the studs, and that's where your stud is. You can do it with a flashlight, too. Uh, I've, I've, told, I've told this story before. Turn the lights off on the room. Uh-huh. Take your flashlight. Put it up to the baseboard with the beam shining up. Uh-huh. Run that down the wall, and you're going to see every... You're About 16 see, inches? You're, you're going to see every two-by-four in that wall. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. And usually, what are they on center? Interior wall? Um, 24-inch like center? 24, 18, Oh, okay. Oh, I think so. God, that's... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a uh, Ooh, look at this comment on how um, to get work as a contractor. Let's talk to Lewis in uh, Bay St. Louis. What's going on, man? Well, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Just want to respond to the man wanting to get more business. 
Oh. I'm a retired building supply salesman and worked for a local and owned, co-owned a local building supply company. Uh-huh. And we have a lot of customers that would come in asking, who can I get to do this? Who can I get to do that? Oh, wow. And for you to have a list on the register. Building supply companies are more. Oh, you're talking about like paint? Trustworthy because they do this for a living, not for a wage, and have got their heart in it, and that's where he needs to go. Those can get him more business than he can actually keep up with. Building supply stores. And does what he says he's going to do. Okay, so those are That's building supply stores. That is fantastic. That's a great idea. Yeah. You know, and I thought about something else, too. Uh, you can do YouTube videos. <clears throat> so when you're not busy, that's what we do. Well, these and, how-tos. Yeah. And so, because people are always looking. Mm-hmm. And if there's a contractor on there explaining it and they have to be local and then you mess it up, you can give them a call. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and speaking of, you know, kind of uh, smaller things that one <clears throat> needs to learn to do. I, I'm going to tell you how to. Uh, well, we're going to work on a question when we get back. I got a question about uh, a hole in sheetrock, and it's unique, and we'll be able to go over that. That's going to be a lot of fun. But, okay, another thing that you want to uh, check out in the new year, just a basic skill that you want to try, okay, for the new year, outside of like how to find a stud, how about caulking? Caulking is something that just about anybody can do. And, and the great thing about it is caulk is cheap. The, the gun thing that one would use to put it on there is like $2.50. Um, and uh, you are given naturally the greatest caulk tool on the planet, which is your index finger. That's right. <laughs> yep. It'll look better with that every time if you just use that, that tool. Yep. Well, and I recommend a caulk shirt. A caulk shirt, yes, uh. a caulk shirt, yes, so that you can wipe it off pants. on your shirt. Yeah. Pants, too. Yeah, and pants, too. And yeah. you better wash them alone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me say, let me say this. Once you've gone in full and put caulk everywhere and you've got it all over your shirt <laughs> and it's dried up, it's not coming off. Right. No. <laughs> a caulk shirt. I, like right. I got yeah. like three of them at home. I know. I've got a Bellhaven sweatshirt when I worked there 20 years ago, and it's my caulk shirt. There you go. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, there we go. Yep. It's time for another break, and when we come back, we'll uh, talk more about your home improvement projects and take a look at some predicted home trends for 2020. Also, Pam will share a story about some concealed plumbing and slabs. <laughs> why you should listen to the words of your home inspector. Also, stay tuned. Call us with your questions, comments, 877-MPB-RING. That's the number, 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at MPB online. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour arts interview show on think radio every week myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative mississippians we talk with visual artists musicians writers as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities we hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process you can hear the arts hour every sunday at 5 p.m on think radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and ASHI certified home inspector Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Quick announcement before we get down to business, a little pre-business. President Trump's statement on the missile strikes in Iraq is scheduled for 10 this morning. So keep listening at 10 o'clock, and we'll, we'll go to that when that happens. MPB Think Radio will bring you NPR's live coverage of the address when it begins. So don't tune away. We got you covered. All right. Before the break, we were talking about a couple of things that we wanted to cover, and I was going to ask this question. We got this email in, and, and I want to take guesses on how this happened. Okay. You ready for the email? All right. Recommendations for pairing a hole in the sheetrock ceiling. Nickel to quarter size, smooth ceiling. My favorite part of the email, cause unknown. Hmm. I, uh, a, a, a hole in the sheetrock in the ceiling that size, I have put in, I think, almost every house I've owned. Really? And let me tell you why. In the ceiling. In the ceiling. I've got my idea. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Give me your idea. Pool cue. No, but close. No, but close. Hmm. What if you don't have a pool table? Well, doesn't mean you can't have a pool cue. You ready? This is true. I'm ready. Okay, here, here you go. It almost always happens to me in my home with a mop. Ah. I will be in my home. I, you know, like I have a, a I have ceramic, uh, ceramic tile floor. Sure. So I'll be mopping the floor. Well, I'll pull the mop up way high in the air to put it in the bucket. Ah. Fuck. Right into the roof. Nice. <laughs> right into the ceiling. And there it goes. There's a hole. It's perfect every time. That's I'm not allowed. mopping. I'm not allowed Thanks. to touch the mop. That's why I've never done that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me say that um, uh, that hole is very easily fixed, especially, especially on a completely uh, flat ceiling. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes it great. That makes it just like your wall. So you can use an easy patch kit to deal with this. Um, if you're not experienced with this, sheetrock is kind of a, eh, it can be difficult if you're not a pro. It's almost impossible to do like a regular sheetrock job if you're not a pro. Yeah. However, to fill a hole, this is this is this is literally what many kits around the world is made of. You can go to any hardware store, any hardware store, uh, you, your local hardware. You can go to your big boxes, wherever you want to go. They're going to have a little patch kit for something that size. I suggest you follow the directions to the letter. It's so easy. It's just a little mesh that they put over the hole. And then a little what they call mud or sheetrock, you know, joint compound over that. And it, it takes a little while. It's going to take you a couple of days to get it just right. But you can make it look right. Now, remember this. When you walk into the front door of your house, do you look at the ceiling? <laughs> Typically not. <clears throat> Typically not. So no. don't get crazy with the making it perfect, okay? There's not a lot of people who are looking up there. That's right. So Less is more. That's right. That's so. right. All right, let's keep going with uh, Elizabeth in Memphis. And you said, uh, Elizabeth, you got a problem with your pipes? Well, I'm afraid I might. Uh-oh. Go I'm, for it. I, I, rent, I rent the upstairs apartment from my parents' home that they built for their retirement five years ago. Uh-huh. And the last few months, I've started taking some tub baths where I'm using Epsom salts and apple cider vinegar and kosher salt. Mm-hmm. And my dad has expressed some concern that, I might be messing up his pipes. And I wondered, am I? And if I am, what can I do about that? 
How wow. old is it? How are those, old is hang that? Hang on. Say, say the chemicals again that you're putting in there. So you've got... Apple s- cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. Epsom salt. Salt, uh-huh. And, or, or kosher salt. Uh-huh, or okay. kosher salt. And just those two things? Three things. Well, three things? Three. I, I sometimes put in um, an essential oil or two. See that? That's all natural yeah. stuff. That no, just, I'm not. I'm not. It's uh, all water soluble. Yeah. I'm not seeing any any reason why you cannot do that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Unless it. I mean, old cast iron pipes. It might. But PVC. I can't even. I really don't. Um, yeah. Elizabeth, I think you're fine. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't see. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now there are other chemi- there are other chemicals that you can put together that will mix badly and and goof things up, but it's more likely to clean your pipes than it is to blow them out. Well, right. I mean, even if you were pouring Drano down there, I mean, it's still a it's going to go. It's still a PVC pipe. You're not you're not hurting the you're pipe. You're not hurting anything. So. And you know, I had a plumber tell me one time to put. Because he was, we were concerned. I'm, I was concerned. I've, I've since had it fixed, but about a cast iron drain line going to the street and it was going right, underneath right, a tree. Right. Oh yeah. And he said to put salt down the drain, sure. and it would help kill off it, any roots. It helped kill the roots. And, really. And, and the the yeah. the main reason plumbers do not like you using the so called drain cleaners. They don't want to get that on them when they're there to fix the stoppage, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be there. It, typically, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. You, right. you you've got to rod that out, and right. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like it is on TV. So, well, I have I have a question about that a little bit later. We'll get back to that uh, as far as the the Drano thing goes. But first, um, let's go on and move to Beth in Mobile. It's got a roofing issue. What's going on, Beth? Um, I have a problem with a flat roof, which I think should be illegal in Mobile. Yes, I agree. Agreed. Of of rain. And this is my odd problem. I just heard someone saying that they were having a hard, the contractor was having a hard time getting business. Right. I am having a hard time getting Uh, business. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like I say flat roof and they uh, run away. Right. Um, and, and and it's like you know I've done you know, I've looked at Angie's list and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing and you know I try to call people that have the good reviews but they just don't ever want to call me back so I'm wondering is that something maybe I need to go to a big box store to a Home Depot or a Lowe's or something like that and see if they have people no no okay, okay. Jeff no. definitely no definitively Beth, said no let me let me let me explain a flat roof. Um, flat roofs are okay. There's nothing wrong with flat roofs. We've been doing flat roofs in this country for a hundred years. Okay. The issue with the flat roof is it is very, very specific of, of the material that you need to use. You need to reach out to a commercial contractor. A okay. commercial roofing contractor. Yeah, because those it, folks usually do flat it, roofs as compared. It's 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 not going to be cheap. It's not going to be a handyman. We're not right. we're not going up there and patching it. We have to do it right. If it is done correctly, a flat roof is going to last just as long as an asphalt shingled roof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but don't don't get the misnomer that you know you're going to call Mister Handyman and he's going to come fix all your problems. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Okay. So, 
Because I, I've called roofers, you know, very well respected in Mobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just don't want to come. And well, I'm like, it's it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare unless it is done properly. If it is done properly, it, you're going to get a lot of life out of a flat roof. And I think okay, Jeff makes right. a good point because your your commercial guys have that those materials. That's right. oh, They're yeah. used to doing it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. That, that sounds great. Because I mean, I mean, unfortunately, it's now gotten to the point where it now has put a, a hole in my ceiling. Oh no! Well, I, I mean, I've been trying to do this for like three years. <laughs> now, Beth, let's 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 don't forget our friendly insurance companies. Maybe there's a weather related incident that poked a hole right. in that roof, and and maybe they can pay for it. So, okay, but calling a commercial roofer is the way to go. That right. would be my recommendation, yes, ma'am. Great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Java just mentioned to me, um, you know, it's funny. He just mentioned that's the difference right there between DIY, doing it yourself, yeah, um, and 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 also, uh, what was the, the second one, Java? Yeah, just a, like a regular handyman. Uh, so you got a DIY, you've got a handyman and someone's experience, and then you get into those areas that just need a contractor, just need a pro. Hey, we have done many, many flat roofs, and, and where you get yourself in trouble is on your second floor balconies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those have to be treated uh, as a flat roof. Really? Absolutely. Um, you know, unless the construction is is a pressure treated lumber on right. your second floor, that's different. But if it is a bona fide sealed second floor porch, uh-huh. that porch has to be treated like a flat roof, and it gets expensive. Okay, uh, that's right because so. you can get water in there. We've called those out before. Me too. We we have repaired many uh. many of those, and it. I don't want to get in the weeds here, but it takes an EPDM roof, and it takes a person mm-hmm. knowing what they're what, knowing they're, what doing. they're doing. That's right. Wow, that was deep. Yeah. All right, number of calls eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We want to just keep going with the uh, <coughs> excuse me the emails there. All right, yeah. Oh, Pam, Pam, Pam. Yeah, yeah. You I, we mentioned something before the break about some plumbing within a slab. I was told. <laughs> I was told you had a story. I do have a story. Um, we do a lot of, there's a lot of old homes in Jackson, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially Fondren, Bellhaven, Northeast Jackson, mm-hmm. that type thing. And we had done an inspection, and this has happened several times, actually, mm-hmm. where we can't see in that slab. So, but when I crawl under a house, I can tell you what your plumbing lines look like. Right. So if you crawl under an old house, mm-hmm. those plumbing lines look old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just, they'll have problems. They'll have, and don't, I just personal experience, don't touch a fuzzy plumbing line. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? What is a fuzzy plumbing line? Well, I was crying. They told us in home inspection school not to touch fuzzy lines, and I was crawling under my house, and one of the lines was fuzzy, and I thought, I wonder what'll happen. Uh, Right. And I touched that fuzzy line, and I got out of that crawl space fast. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Because I had hit a sewer line. (laughs) Oh. Discharging all over the home inspector, oh. so don't touch a oh. fuzzy line. Well, okay. if it's fuzzy in a crawl space, it's probably going to be fuzzy in a slab. Oh, so we have started telling all of our clients when they're buying houses that are 30 years old, you probably want to get your line scoped. You want to see what those plumbing now, lines look like. Scoped is when like. someone sends a camera down, yep. Okay, and we got a call and they had decided to put in a kitchen island. Mm. 
And so they had, and we'd done the inspection and recommended that they, you know, get those lines looked at, and mm-hmm. they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so they busted up a, an island to move it. And when they found those galvanized supply lines, guess what they found? What? Lots of holes. Oh. Lots of holes. So about $30,000 later, because <laughs> wow. they had to bust up the concrete right. to rerun those lines. And I suggested that they t- get in touch with their insurance company, because I have known insurance companies to cover it, that. Insurance will cover that if it causes coverage uh, damage to coverage A, which is everything above the slab. Right. Uh, they don't insure um, things below the slab until it causes damage to coverage A. Now, something they could have done, and we've done this a lot, on a, on a, wa- on a freshwater line, cap it off and reroute everything through the attic. Through the attic, yeah. On a sewer line, a little bit different story. Now you're busting concrete and you're rerouting your sewer. But but a, a freshwater line, uh, I think my recommendation at that point would have been to reroute and go through the attic. Go through the attic, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll see that. If we see a rerouted line in an old house, yep. mm-hmm. we'll call that out and say, okay, so why was that done? Right. Yeah. Yeah, what was the was reason? Was there a reason? Mm-hmm. Or was there a leak previous or something yeah. of that nature? And a lot of times, insurance will waive your deductible if you allow them to go through the attic versus busting slab. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. if there's foundation work, you're going to have problems. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right, folks, we've got some big stuff coming up. I've got Tracy on the line in Indianola. Please don't go anywhere. We'll get her on and... Uh, let her ask questions about painting. We've got a lot more emails and things coming up. It's time for another break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about your home improvement projects. Take a look at some of the projects of 2020. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 on mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons and home inspector Pam Pibus. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I promise when we went to the break, we'd be talking to Tracy about some uh, painting in Indianola. What's going on, Tracy? Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. I have, I have moved into a home that had last been painted in the interior about 15 years ago. And so I hired a painter, and he used to sat paint, the water-based paint to cover, you know, to paint over that, and now I'm having issues with some paint rubbing off, so I'm afraid that maybe it was a, you know, enamel-based paint that uh-huh. painted over, or an oil-based, excuse me, so is there anything I can do to fix it without having to sand that paint off? So the paint is, is, is running off? Rubbing. Rubbing. Like rubbing. Like rubbing when off. Grab, like when you grab the knob, the bathroom, you know, Right. You know it's starting to rip off a little bit. So they've painted water over oil. That's what I'm thinking, but uh, I, I 
I'm, I'm not the expert here. I need help. <laughs> mm. What do you guys think? Oh. Is it is it is this silly enough that one can just throw some kills over and go again? No, because it's it. bonding. Yep. It's not yep. bonding. Yeah. Okay. You're probably Man, you have stumped the chump you're, here, Tracy. You're, you're, oh yeah, I heard my feelings. You're probably sanding. You're probably sanding. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not it's it's the bonding agent. You're just not right. it's not it's gonna not, hold. it's not sticking to the oil. Mm-hmm. So that that's a normal thing that right? a water base over an oil base will not hold. Is that correct? No, right. Right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's universal. Man, that's painful right. to hear. Yeah, no, no that's, that's, I think that's why we didn't want to say anything. Right, because it's double the work. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate to give her this information. Right. Okay. I'm sorry, Tracy. Do you notice some nice 19-year-old men? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're good at sanding down large yeah. areas. Wax well, on, flex I, on. I think if I can just see my bathroom trim and, and the window seals, you know, that's where the damage is showing up for now. I'll try to take it one one. I take, take down the elephant one bite at a time. There you right. go. Right, that's <laughs> it. One bite at a time. That's it. So <laughs> sorry. Back with an all-day Right. I think you're going to have to. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Y'all have a blessed day. All thank right. you. You have a great day too. <laughs> yeah, I, I just pulled this up just to verify. It says using water-based or acrylic paint when painting over oil-based paint is likely to cause peeling, uh, chipping because these formulas don't bond well to naturally gloss surface of oil-based paint. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, there, there it is, black and white. Uh, you got an email here from um, from Jan, and she says, Dear guys, I had a roof leak. Workmen were able to fix this. Now, get this. This is fun. Workmen were able to fix the leak. Okay. However, the three or four replacement shingles, which are firmly now in place, are much lighter than those which surround them. Well, probably so. Uh, Is there some way to darken them up so they will not draw your eye? Of course, they are near the front door. Fingers crossed, Jan. No. No. What? (laughs) No. Nothing? No. She's got a, a, I'm going to assume it's an 8, 10, 12-year-old roof, and now we put new shingles on it. Uh, different dye lot, obviously. The right. other shingles have been sitting there for years, getting weather, and now we've got some new, and it's, it doesn't look the same. So has no one come up with the paint to fix that yet? Nah. No, because you can't paint over First that First million dollar idea. Yeah. I got it. No, no yeah. one can have it, but No. Um, There's got to be something to put on those shingles to make them look right. Well, no? yeah, it's called an insurance claim. <laughs> <laughs> so... A whole new roof. The job there there shaking his head. <laughs> All new shingles. All right. Okay. Man, that's terrible. I'm sorry, Jan. I really expected these guys to go, oh, yeah, go pick up some roof <laughs> right. spray and, sure. you know, it'll be done. Wow. No. All right. Sorry about that. It will eventually. It, um, yeah. Look the same. Sure. Yeah. Just, give it Give it a little bit. Yeah. Sure. It's like a fence board. It'll get there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Richard's on the line in Madison. What's going on, Richard? A lot of comments for the lady with the flat roof. Yes. I'm, I'm familiar with flat roofs more in the commercial side of things, but it's going to be the same material. If she can identify who made the flat roofing material, which one of the companies, mm-hmm. and contact them, they would have a lot of suggestion of approved repair uh, persons. Let me ask, for that product, is there any sort of, well, I have to ask, and I guess, Richard, you work with this product uh, 
right? I, I did. I haven't in, in, in some time. Okay. But Does the product to... have a warranty for damage of some sort or any, anything they like have, that? They have a warranty for, for longevity, if you want to put it uh, okay. in, in those terms. It uh, doesn't generally cover things like sticking a hole through the roof, right, right. which is usually what happens because usually – the materials are pretty good and last the mm-hmm. required, you know, whatever many years it is. Right. Uh, but uh, she, if she can identify the, the maker and contact that company, see if they can uh, suggest some, some persons for her. Right. The, the other thing for her to remember, if she's still listening, is, uh, in, in my experience, um, and, and I practice law in this area, was... Mm-hmm. Well, you you don't use normal roofing materials to repair a flat roof. The chemicals don't. It's sort of like the paint, the water-based paint over oil paint. Mm-hmm. If you if you get up there with roofing tar and put on a flat-based roof, you're going to ruin that that base material of your roof and right. avoid any warranty if there was one. Oh, that's a good point. That is a very so, good point. So sir. you really do need somebody who knows what they're doing right. with those materials and not. Anybody off the street, and I Thank think you, too, Richard. Richard. Something that that you made me think of is that whenever you have something new that's put on your home, like Jeff, when you guys do a roof, you probably give a warranty to that. Oh, absolutely, client. And so sure. I have a whole box. Mm-hmm. with all my files. Mm-hmm. So if I want to know what the product was that was put on my roof, I just go to the box and look under roof. Exactly. And so I've got that. Wow, that's really organized. Yeah, it is. Uh, we I organize like a girl. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to Chase and uh, Sebastopol. Chase has got a thing with those uh, those different colored shingles. What's going on, Chase? Uh, yes, uh, I have a washing company here, uh-huh. and what we do uh, it it ain't a hundred percent guaranteed, but it would probably blend really good. We do soft wash, and uh, we actually wash shingle roofs, metal roofs, everything. And, uh, you know, that old color and everything in her shingles, if she'd get it washed, you know, we have certain uh, chemicals we use on these roofs to wash them, and it brings back the original color of the shingles. Ah. And uh, make, makes them last a lot longer, too. Now, you know what? You might be right. Instead of discoloring the few shingles that are new... Yeah, uh, washing up the old shingles that are discolored might be the way to go. And Very that, good idea, Chase. That's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Hey, hey I'm 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 glad someone's doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wash a bunch of roofs, and uh, yeah. okay. people are very amazed how they turn out looking almost new when I get done. Yeah, that no, is I, that's, a, that's a great Chase. idea. I like you know, that. Just for the idea, I'm going to let you go ahead and spiff the company. What's the name of your place? Central South Wash. All right. Uh, all right, that's all you get. And Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian. Yeah. I was just right. impressed Jason could say that. Well, thank you. I've done hey, this before. I, I know some people from Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Thank you very much, Chase. We really appreciate that. That's right on the money. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email, as these folks did, to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's say I take one or more of those emails. You think, guys? All right. So uh, wood porch buckling. All right. Ready for this one. I have an old pine tongue and groove porch floor that has started buckling. When there's no rain for a couple of weeks, it goes back to flat. Mm. The porch was painted in the spring. There are no nails in the wood. 
Bottom of the porch has no paint on it. Yep. What can be done to stop the buckling? Thank you for your program, Daniel. It's it says right on that material to paint all six sides. Really, paint the top, the bottom, the tongue, the groove, and the ends. Even paint the tongue and the groove. That's right. Really, that's yeah. right. And and what I'm suspecting, uh-huh. um, conventional foundation is uh-huh. getting water underneath it. It's getting moisture when it's wet. It's probably con. V- Vexing, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the middle it's of the board is, is up. Yeah, the middle of the board is humping up. It's mm-hmm. getting puffy. It's getting right. puffy. <laughs> uh, so your deck um, is puffy. It's puffy. It's puffy. That's a technical and, term. And then what? Yeah. And then what's happening in the dry? Obviously, there's it's not as much back. moisture mm-hmm. in the air, and it's mm-hmm. laying down flat. So um, he's just got a moisture issue. That's diagnosing on the radio. That's right. what I'm going to say. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, paint all six sides of that board. And people, when you say six sides of a board, they're like, huh? Mm-hmm. Which that, is going to be hard to do right now. But yeah. at least get under there if you can and do the underside. Yeah, because well, what if it, what if he's able to, say, maybe paint the underside and then maybe uh, put some silicone on those joints? Would that help? No? Mm-hmm. No. It's going to no, be paint, I, huh? I still want it to move. Oh, okay. So... But Java's kicking us off the air anyway. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Yeah. All right. That's it, folks. Fix a 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and it's produced by, it's funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Jeff Sammons and Pam Pibas, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White. Also, remember the announcement, hopefully, from the president will be coming in just a few moments. So be listening for that. Keep listening up. Everyday Tech coming after that. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.